Um, in many suttas we read that we should not indulge in any sensual, ill will, harming thought and should remove it completely. But is it not said, it's not said how. In our tradition we can say, just note it and move on, I guess is what that meant. Yeah, not indulging in um, the three types of micca sankapa, wrong thought, is actually a little bit more than just note it. Um, because there's an aspect of the teaching here that the Buddha is, uh, is telling us to remind ourselves not to do the opposite, is, which is not to follow the thoughts. And in meditation you have to do that. You, you can't note something until you get it into your head that you should be noting. So the teaching here is actually on two levels. The, the preliminary aspect is where you remind yourself, hey, I should stop daydreaming, or hey, I should stop plotting revenge, and realize that that's not the proper way to, to, to behave, and then get into noting. So when the Buddha says removing it completely and not... Um, I think how he puts it, but yeah, basically not indulging in it, not um, har harboring it, or I don't know what the word is, not in indulging in it, not allowing it to, 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 to cultivate. He's, um, it, 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 there's, there's two aspects to that, I think, practically. As I said, the uh, act of giving it up and the act of, of then... Uh, neutralizing it by just saying thinking, thinking, or liking, liking, wanting, wanting, or angry, angry, disliking, and so on. But thoughts are something that you have to deal with intellectually first, and 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 reprimand yourself and say well, this is not, or not reprimand necessarily, but um, question yourself and and and. Uh, investigate and see for yourself that that's not, not helping you. Ideally, this can just work by noting, and as you note, you start to realize that the thoughts are useless and, and not beneficial, but um, there is a sense of intellectual activity where you tell yourself, you know, look, you know where this is leading, and, this, and, and catching yourself and saying, oh, I should be meditating. That person had uh, another post, a couple of follow-up questions, as I said, uh, or some contemplative practice, maybe. Hmm. The least probable would be to just repress it inside us, question mark. Yeah. yeah, repressing is an interesting idea. I think I've talked about this before. It's, it's not really clear that you can actually repress something. What you're doing when you say repressing is actually reacting negatively to it and building up a habit of negative reaction. So it's not really good. But there are cases where the Buddha says you should do just that when there's when there's no other choice and it's just bugging the bugging you and uh, you, where where you just can't get it out of your mind. You have to then be strong with yourself, be firm with yourself, and say no. And and that comes up in different ways in meditation where you have a persistent. Um, state of mind, and, you, and instead of noting it, you have to reprimand yourself and say, "No, this is wrong." Um, and so we actually will will in encourage meditators sometimes to just say to themselves, "Stop," and their minds just make a mental note, "Stop," and then it'll stop.
it can stop. <laughs> it's not totally under control, but if this is a stopgap measure that you use while you're <coughs> get finding your feet and learning how to note, but it can be useful at times. The best is just to note. If you can remember to note, just note the thoughts, note the emotions, pick it apart, see it for what it is, and realize that, you know, teach yourself that these thoughts are causing you headaches and uh, and suffering and stress and getting you lost and leading you nowhere. Most importantly, taking you away from reality because uh, it's easy to get lost in, in illusion and fantasy even for a long time because it's much preferable to reality in every aspect. Illusion is preferable to reality in every aspect except that it's not real. So it messes with you. It messes with reality. You're, this is why reality is changing in some bad ways now. If you look at our reality, all of us sitting in front of this computer, you know, it's not really a pleasant... Well, it's not really as pleasant, I mean, from my point of view, as pleasant as maybe sitting on a rock in the forest. But uh, we, we've we've changed a lot, and a lot of it has to do with our addiction to entertainment. I used to give talks in Second Life, and uh, we were just talking about this last night. I was showing my old videos from Second Life to Lori before he left, and uh, it, 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 Second Life is really a, a good example of this, where we go to this place that's so beautiful and in the forest, and people make houses there and have beautiful bodies and and uh, beautiful houses and beautiful, you know, everything wonderful. But the truth is, they're just sitting in front of a black box, you know, at a desk somewhere. And uh, that's kind of the depressing thing, is that the, the further we get in, engaged in, in illusion, and this has a lot to do with these three kinds of thoughts, um, the, the worse off we become in reality. Our reality becomes less and less agreeable, less and less... Um, on two levels, mentally we we become less less appreciative of our reality, and physically our reality changes; it becomes more coarse and uh, and and chaotic because we're not cultivating peace and harmony. I mean, much better than we sh that we should stay in reality and and cultivate our bring our dreams into reality, make our life a a dream, not a dream, but bring our dreams to fruition rather than dreaming on the subject of uh, meditation uh, one listener writes hi Bonte I'm getting irregular heartbeat oh we better stop yeah, then wait that's a different question let me stop this